Welcome to Ramblin' Radio, the podcast. Welcome back. Number 47. I hope you've been doing well. I've been doing just fine over here. Actually, no, I'm, I'm kind of in limbo at the moment. We talked a little bit about it last episode, but I'm in a little bit of limbo for some reasons that I will announce in the future. So that will make sense in the future. But right now, I'm just kind of feel like an amoeba. I'm just kind of bouncing around, moving, absorbing. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that, but maybe you can understand. Maybe you feel the same way. I don't know about you, but as soon as Monday hits, so today is Monday, as soon as Monday hits, I blink and the week is over. I I, I made a poll on Instagram because I'm like, okay, I can't be the only one here. Uh, Ever since this quarantine went down, the weeks have been flying by. I don't understand why. I, I just don't, but they are flying I, I don't know. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's the simulation. Maybe we're living in a simulation and then someone is pulling some, you know, making some adjustments to the simulation we're in right now. Maybe. I don't know. But the majority of you, hundreds of you said that th- they feel the same way. So we're all in this together. You know, it's it's funny. It's like I feel like we are more connected than we ever been. Because we're all feeling the same thing. Even though some people are feeling better than others and whatnot, I just I feel like the majority of us, we're all on this same roller coaster together and we're just feeling these same emotions as a human species. I don't know. That's I just I feel that. Just being connected with people, texting people, calling people, you know, messaging people on social media, looking at what others are posting, all those things. I just feel like everyone is like when we're high, we're all high. And when we're down, we are all down and feeling low. <laughs> so it's it's kind of interesting. Anyways, we, we got a great episode today. I'm very excited about this episode because it's a topic that needs to be discussed a lot more. And when we get into it, I'm going to use myself as an example. If you're a first-time listener, everything that I talk about is just from personal experience. These are things that I've gone through. And so I tell you to just find yourself in the story. And just from the feedback that we've gotten, it it feels that way, that you guys are doing that. So even if it's something that maybe you're not doing, for example, if you're, you know, on YouTube and I'm talking about podcast content, you can still find yourself in that story, even though it's not about YouTube or a specific part about you, you can still find yourself in the story and and learn from it, (laughs) learn from my mistakes, you know? So before we get into it, as you know, we got to shout out our five-star reviews. We, I'm, I'm falling behind here. We have so many new five-star reviews, so thank you so much. Again, if you have been listening to the podcast and you leave a five-star review, I will send you my productivity journal. My productivity journal is basically a system that I've worked on for the past couple of years that I have tweaked that I've just made really for myself and just with myself in mind. And I decided to put it out there and the feedback that we've gotten from it has been incredible. So if you want the productivity journal, send us an email at hello at zachkravitz.com with a screenshot of your five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. Send a screenshot of it before you click submit because it's gonna go away when you do. 
take the screenshot, send it to hello at zachkravitz.com. And if you don't have Apple Podcasts, that's okay. Just write a little review as an email and send it to us at hello at zachkravitz.com and we'll send you the productivity journal. All right. And then anybody that leaves a five-star written review, we're doing a big giveaway at the end of the year this year, and we're giving away a pair of Apple AirPods Pro. So if you want to be in that drawing and that giveaway, leave a five-star written review. So those are the two things we're doing. Now, some five-star review shout-outs. We got one from Bridget. She said, my dude, Zach Kravitz. (laughs) I don't know him personally, but I stumbled upon his video a while ago because I was having some storage issues with photography and videography. And from that video, I knew this guy was genuine. I continue to follow him on Instagram and watch his YouTube videos. And now I started listening to this podcast. Like legit, he is hustling and he is humble. Zach continues to share the information he gains with everyone. I truly respect that because as an artist, it's not easy to just give information and knowledge for free, but he cares and I'll continue to listen to what he has to say and apply it to my life and brand. Thank you so much, Bridget. I appreciate that. Let's go to another. Oh, we got 52 visuals, my man. He said, I love this podcast because it gives me a way to continuously stay connected with creatives and the creative world amidst my chaotic life. I know when I want to get away and back to my creative side, I can listen to this podcast and it resets me and gets me focusing on creating the business I want. Thank you, 52 Visuals. He's a, he's actually a member of the Creators Blueprint, so I, I appreciate you sharing some love on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. And then we got Hazy Chase. Hazy Chase said, Zach has always provided good info for the DIY freelance videographer, and I value his input and advice. If you're interested in video work and a good platform, he's the guy. All right, we'll end it there. Thank you so much. I like to do that because anybody that shares this podcast, anybody that shouts the podcast out, I want to acknowledge you, and I also want to share with our new listeners what this podcast is all about and, and some of the things that you can expect from it. So, All the five-star reviews, I appreciate it so much, all right? Now, I'm very excited. The title of this video is something like, Why Creators Stop Creating. We're going to be talking about why, as a creative, you stop creating, you either get burnt out or you don't even start. Um, Actually, we're not going to talk about if if you're struggling to get started. We're going to talk about someone that has started but then has stopped and is just in this kind of rut and maybe doesn't know why and we're going to talk about things instead of just burnout instead of just oh i'm just in a creative rut i can't think of any new ideas we're gonna we're gonna talk about it from a different angle that not a lot of people are talking about it i don't know if i don't know if you heard that but nyla she just if you don't know nyla's my new 12 she just turned 12 weeks oh my god she's like a little adult now she's my 12 week old puppy She's sleeping right now. Is she just like, she sleepwalks? I don't, she doesn't sleepwalk, but she does some weird stuff in her sleep. She just like moves her legs around. She has like puppy dreams. It's the cutest thing in the world. Anyways, we're going to, we're going to be talking about things that uh, are different from that, uh, a different angle that not a lot of people are talking about. Like I, like I mentioned. All right. So I'm going to use my story as the way to talk about the main reasons why creatives stop creating. And there's a bunch of reasons. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to name three. And there's a lot more than three. There's a ton. And if you really want to go down the rabbit hole, you could even start talking about things in your personal life and your family and my dog died and all, you know, all, all these different reasons, right? But we're not talking about that. We're talking about three massive reasons that 
not enough people are talking about, in my opinion. All right. Now, I'm excited because I took a little break from creating content, as you know. I haven't posted on YouTube in God knows how long, like five or six months or whatever. And now I'm coming back and I've, I've created a system for creating content. And we're going to be talking about why I'm excited about this. And it's actually one of the reasons why creative stop creating. But I've created a nice system where I'm coming back to YouTube. I don't want to promise anything and say, oh, I'm going to post once a week and you know I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I'm just going to see how it feels, see see what happens. But I'm going to post on YouTube, and the topic that I post on YouTube is going to also be the podcast episode, but the podcast episode is going to be a deeper dive, more raw, more vulnerable, I guess, if you want to say that, but just a deeper dive into the topic itself. And then the YouTube video will be just kind of the cool visual summary of it, if that makes sense. So you may be listening to this right now, but there's a YouTube video about this topic that's going to be coming out either tomorrow or the next day or somewhere around the same time. So that's kind of how I'm doing it is YouTube podcasts are going to be similar, if not the same topics, but one's going to be a deep dive and one's going to be a cool visual of that topic. So that's kind of how we're doing it. So let's get into the topic. Why, why do creatives stop creating? So I stopped posting on YouTube. I'm going to use YouTube as the story of of why creative stopped creating because I stopped creating on YouTube. Why did that happen? So here are the main reasons. When I first started, everything I did was an experiment, right? I didn't know who I wanted to be known for. I didn't know what I truly wanted to create. I didn't know what that looked like just yet. So everything I did was an experiment. And those of you that have started YouTube already and has continued creating, you know what I'm talking about. It's pure experimentation. It's pure inspiration and creative and fun. And so what I would do is I would find movies, I would find films, TV shows, music, you know, any little piece of inspiration I would take from it and steal from it. I would take from that resource, take from that that source, there, that film, that show, that music, that whatever. And I would implement it into my own work. And sometimes I would even try to just recreate scenes or recreate moments. And this is something that I highly, highly recommend as a creative to do if you want to get better at your craft. It's a strategy that has been around for a while. And Quentin Tarantino is actually known for this. This is what he does in his films is he takes inspiration from different movies and he incorporates it, but he makes it his own. He makes it his own work. He almost like, uh, what am I trying to say? He almost blends the two together in a way that it, you know, it's a Quentin Tarantino film. You don't know that it's a, another film or anything like that. You know it's Quentin Tarantino, so it's his flavor, but he takes that inspiration and inserts it into his own, which is, I mean, he's really the only one that's doing it and doing it in a way that people love. And so I'm not saying I'm a Quentin Tarantino by any means, but but that's what I was trying to do, is trying to be a Quentin Tarantino with my little fun vlog series and whatnot, right? So if you are someone that is trying to get better, 
do that because you are going to get so much better in a faster way, way more efficient. And when I was doing this, I got better. And so I started to become known as a, I don't even know if you could call it a filmmaker, but I started to become known as a vlogger, a, a, a cinematic vlogger, I guess, if you want to call it that, right? I, I started to become known as a filmmaker for the way I created vlogs. They were different from most people because I tried to make it like a Netflix or a uh, TV series, like a show with a beginning and an ending, and you wanted to continue watching. And a lot of the inspiration came from Seinfeld. And I actually have a video Tyler Babin did of me, his uh, 24-hour series. I was actually the first one. And he asked me that question, and I told him it was actually Seinfeld because Seinfeld was a show about nothing. And that was my; those were my vlogs. It was li- literally like a vlog about nothing, and yet there's still – a story there. And it was just me trying to get better and just trying to experiment and become a better filmmaker and content creator. And that's really what it was. And so I was starting to become known, known for it. And here's the problem. Here, here, here's the big problem for that is I was, I was getting known for something. So my confidence was getting higher, which is great. But then the pressure to continue putting out the content at the same level or higher increased. And that pressure being known for that thing elevated. And when that pressure elevated, it stopped becoming an experiment. It stopped becoming just fun, creativity, and messing around. It started to become real. And I became fearful of looking bad to other people. I became fearful of looking bad to other people. As my brand, as my audience grew, the more people that that had eyes on me watching and started commenting, the more fear I had about getting a negative comment, the more fear I had about someone saying that I wasn't a filmmaker, the more fear I had about someone saying something about me. And do you know what a word for this is? Becoming fearful of looking bad to other people. Do you know another word for this? You might know it, you might not, but it's called perfectionism. Perfectionism is a buzzword that a lot of people use these days that not a lot of people truly understand what it actually is. But in the simplest terms, it is the fear of looking bad, period. And Gary Vee talks about it. He, he, he nailed it on the head. And, and when he talked about it, that's when it started to slap me in the face a little bit. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. What? Hmm? It's insecurity? No. I'm, I'm an artist. I, I'm detail-oriented. I'm, I'm an artist. I, I make sure my, my work is super quality, more quality than any other person. And then I would stop myself right there. And like, I'm, I'm like, that's it. I have to be the best. I have to I have to be perfect. I have to be this certain individual and be known for this thing. And I can't look bad in front of people. And that, that was it right there. I answered my own question. I'm like, oh my God, I'm just really insecure. And so here's the thing. So perfect doesn't exist. Perfect, no matter how hard you try, it is impossible to get there. You cannot reach perfection. It's impossible. 
no matter like I said, no matter how hard you try, it's impossible. So here's the thing that's that's kind of crazy. If if perfect doesn't exist, neither can perfectionism. Perfectionism isn't real. When someone says they're a perfectionist, they're lying. It's not real. Because perfect isn't real. It's an illusion. And I made an Instagram post about it, and you guys, I think you really enjoyed it. It was kind of a slap in the face. It's just not talked about enough. And so while I was continuing this downward spiral of just only caring about what other people thought, I was continuing to nitpick every single detail. I only cared about the end result. I only cared about the story. I didn't care how I was going to get it done. I just cared about the story and I cared about the reaction that I got. And that is all I cared about. Therefore, the process of actually creating the content was a complete shit show. I was so obsessed about the formula for my content that I forgot about creating a formula for my lifestyle on the way I created that content. So let me just rephrase that a little bit. So I cared so much about the formula of the content, meaning how is this story going to work? What does my intro look like? What is the issue or the problem? So what I talk about in my coaching is, you know, you always want to have some sort of problem that you are solving within your content because it's going to make it a lot more interesting. And so what is that problem going to be in the content itself? What am I solving here? What's what's entertaining here? Whatever. The, the formula for that, the, the mood, the vibe, all of those things. I cared more about than how I was actually going to go about creating it. So, you know, maybe I'd film a little bit on Monday and then, you know, um, film a little bit Tuesday and, you know, Monday I screwed something up. So I would just film Wednesday and then Thursday. I was spending my entire week on creating just one video instead of having a system and a process in place on how I was actually going to create it. It was all over the place. It was a complete shit show. And if you look back at my older videos, there's shots of me sitting in bed talking to the camera saying like, you know, I don't, I don't know how I put these together. They just end up coming together and it's a freaking miracle every single time. I don't know how I do it. I didn't know what was happening at the time. It was just, it was such a shit show. It was, uh, that's really the only words to describe it is, is, a, is a shit show. And so it, it wasn't sustainable. It was impossible. It was actually impossible. Everything that I did in my life was about my videos you know, is this going to be funny here? Is that going to be funny there? How can I connect these two together? I wasn't in the present moment at all. I was I was in third person view. I was looking down at myself from a third person perspective in every single social situation because I was vlogging. Not good. Not good. So perfectionism is number one. That is one of the biggest reasons why creators stop creating. And number two is formula. And I Justine, I don't know if you know I Justine, she's a very, very popular YouTuber. I think she has like 6 million subscribers. She made a tweet about a year ago or something like that. She's the one that inspired this entire podcast and YouTube video. And I, I it took me a year to, to finally just put it together and make it. I, I don't know why. Maybe it wasn't a year. Who knows? I don't have the tweet either. There, there's a, I thought I had a screenshot, but she basically said what I've said already is that a big YouTuber who has more than 6 million subscribers, I believe, said that she went down this dark spiral 
this rabbit hole of just not wanting to create. She just didn't want to do it anymore. And that was because she didn't find the formula that matches her lifestyle. Think about how many YouTubers that start vlogging when they're just not the type of person to vlog. That's just not what they truly want. And that's where that's why it's important to experiment in the beginning. But then if you feel that dragging, like, oh, God, I got to film right now. Like, I was feeling that for the longest time. And then every time I would get the shot and be like, okay, I got the shot. I would, I would feel so relieved. I'd be like, oh, I can put the camera down. I got the shot. Now I can just enjoy myself. Like those were the thoughts that were going in my head. And that was because vlogging wasn't really good for me. The way I was vlogging, I can still create vlogs. It just has to be different. There has to be a different formula for it. So maybe there's more talking scenes with me at home at my apartment speaking to the camera with more B-roll. So I don't have to like create the story throughout throughout the whole entire day of just vlogging with the camera in front of my face. Things like that. And that's what I'm working on. That's what I have been working on before I start posting on YouTube again is what what is that formula going to be? And I bring up iJustine because she tweeted. So the tweet was, I finally found the formula to create the content that I want to create and I can't wait to start posting again, something along those lines. So I, I say that because massive YouTubers, not just me, you know, I've, my channel's got almost 30,000 subscribers. You know, I've got an audience of maybe 40, maybe 50,000. Actually, if you include my email list, I think I have an audience of 75,000 combined uh, out of all platforms, maybe 75, something like that. But massive YouTubers and content creators and influencers with millions and millions of subscribers are going through this and dealing with it. Even Casey Neistat, who was the king of vlogging. I mean, he was he made vlogging as popular as it did, and he couldn't even sustain it because he didn't have that right formula. It just he had the formula, but it just wasn't sustainable. Um, and, and I mean, now we're getting into more so just vlogging as a whole. Um, I want to get into just creating in general, but Casey went through those problems. He had those issues and it affected his relationship with, uh, his wife and his kids. And so he doesn't post like that anymore. And he wasn't even a real person. He was a machine. He was a one out of a million type of guy. He still couldn't do that. So it really is about finding that formula that matches with the type of person you are and does it align with your lifestyle. So perfectionism, formula. Number three, number three, number three, number three. All this is going on. I'm already starting to go. I'm already starting to dip, right? And because I was so concerned about what other people thought, all of the comments that I would get, positive and negative, influenced my emotions. So if I got all positive comments, man, that day was a great day. And it, that still affects me a little bit to this day is, you know, if I get a lot of positivity, I, I just feel better. It's dopamine. You get that dopamine hit. Every, I'm sure everyone listening to this has, has experienced that. Everybody has experienced that. But I really was putting my identity into my content and those comments. And so people would call me a YouTuber. People would say, 
all these great things. And so that's who I must be. Because if these people think that, then that's who I am. That's my identity. They called me a YouTuber. But here's the thing. I wanted to be more than just that. I wanted I wanted a brand. I wanted my own business. I wanted YouTube to be an aspect of who I am, but not the entirety of it. I didn't want it to be my entire identity. And so because I put my identity into my content, into those YouTube comments, into those thumbs up and thumbs down buttons, I felt like if I were to quit YouTube, I would be considered a failure to my audience. And I didn't want to be considered a failure because of my fear of looking bad to people. (laughs) see how this is all just like relating to each other and I would feel yeah I would feel like a failure I would feel like a quitter I would feel like just an absolute piece of garbage if I were to not not even just quit but just put it on pause I would feel like garbage like oh I'm a failure and my audience would think I'd be a failure and that destroyed me and not only did it destroy me it 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 made me push harder, which is not what I should have done. This pushed me to continue creating because of the fear of failure to people that I didn't really even know. They're all just comments, right? And let me ask you this, is is your creations, your content, right? Is your content going to be good if your main source of motivation is to not be considered a failure? Probably not. Your content is probably going to dip. And so my content started to dip. I felt it. I was like, I'm just going to scrap this together. When before it was like, man, this is so much fun. I'm going to use this movie and this show and I'm going to combine these elements together and try to make this cool, fun vlog. And I hope people like it. (laughs) That was my that was my older attitude. And now it's like, yeah, I just got to get a video out and. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, you can see the difference. And so finally, I was just like, you know what? I have to put this on pause and I have to do other things. I have to force myself to put this away for a second and go do other things that really fulfill me and give me joy. And so that's what I did. And so while I put that pause on YouTube, I created a business. And now that business has given me the freedom to come back to YouTube with a brand new, fresh look, brand new perspective. It's given me a lot of clarity in what I really want to do with the content that I create. And it's going to be different. You know, it's not going to be the same. I was a different person back then. You know, you're different people. You, you listen, you listening right now. Stuff you did before, it's going to be different. You evolve as a human being. Some people aren't going to like it. Some people are going to go away. Some people you're going to attract that you didn't attract before. It all balances each other out. You evolve, your audience is going to evolve. And that's important. You have to accept that and let the other shit go. So that's my story. I hope you can relate to this. Just to give you a recap of the three main reasons why creators stop creating is perfectionism, its formula, and it's your identity. 
what you call yourself and what you put your energy into. And if you put your identity into things that aren't going to serve you, then this it's going to be a big a big blow up is going to happen sooner or later. And I hope that I hope that makes sense. If 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 you have questions or you want to talk about it a little more, you can always shoot me a DM on Instagram. It's at Kravitz. I respond to all my DMs. And let's spark this conversation. If this if this really impacted you in some way, I would love for you to take a screenshot, post it on Instagram stories. Tell me what was your biggest takeaway? Did, did, did something surprise you? You know, what did you relate to? Essentially, is what I would love to know. And, and tag me on Instagram. Let me know, and I'll I'll repost them. So that is the episode. Look out for the YouTube video, the the visual version of it. And I hope you learn from this and and hope you take these things and just keep an eye on them. And if you feel yourself going through it, try to just at least be aware of it and then make that correction. And that's pretty much all you can do is notice it. Okay, this is happening. I'm not going to let this happen. Talk to yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror. Whatever you need to do, write it out, journal, and pivot. Make sure it doesn't happen. Just move away from it and change the course. So, hope you enjoyed this. I'm rambling now, hence rambling radio. Lots of new exciting things to happen. Again, some announcements that I can't announce just yet that I'm very excited about. And that's pretty much it. I'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.